Welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today. This is John Murphy. My pleasure to welcome to this podcast Dr. Stephen Badalak. Dr. Badalak has been with us before on several occasions to share his pioneering research. But Dr. Badalak joins us today for another particular occasion. Dr. Badalak is the Editor-in-Chief of the Journal of Immunology and Regenerative Medicine. And we've formed a partnership with the journal to feature some of the journal authors on this podcast. Dr. Badalak, welcome to Regenerative Medicine. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Perhaps the best place to start is, tell us a little bit about the motivation for this new journal. The concept for the journal was raised somewhere about between 18 and 24 months ago. I was contacted by the publisher Elsevier, asked if I would consider serving as editor-in-chief for this journal, and after a series of discussions and talking with other people in the field, uh, felt that it was timely and uh, there was a real need for this particular topic. Let's spend a moment talking a little bit more about the subject. Why is this area important? The field of regenerative medicine has been around for about 25 years now. The subject matter has evolved dramatically. The types of approaches we use to reconstruct tissues today versus what was done in the 1990s is dramatically different. What has become very obvious is that a highly cross-disciplinary approach to trying to reconstruct functional tissues is necessary if we're going to be successful. And by cross-disciplinary, what I mean is we have to understand the principles of developmental biology across different species lines and also the role of the immune system in not only fighting off infection, but its recently recognized role in development, in maintaining normal tissue health, homeostasis, if you will, and also in uh, response to injury. So if you think about that, you've got a need for people who traditionally work within their silos. Immunologists tend to work with immunologists, developmental biologists with developmental biologists. But more and more, everyone is recognizing the value of working together outside of your comfort zone. And these types of collaborations are producing pretty dramatic results. So where do these types of results get published? How does one discipline become aware of the findings in another discipline? Uh, We have a hard enough time keeping up with the journals in our own field usually. So we felt that a journal that would basically look at that interface between immunology and regenerative medicine would not only be timely but be of great interest to the people who work in the field and the people who want to learn about the field. This is a very exciting pathway that you're following. What types of manuscripts can we expect to find in this journal? Well, as the title implies, we'll be accepting manuscripts following peer review in either the field of regenerative medicine or immunology, but especially those types of manuscripts where there's a little bit of both in the subject matter, in the research. The journal accepts not only uh, primary research articles, but we also publish reviews, short communications and case studies, the usual gamut of papers. One important aspect of any journal is the editorial staff. Have you assembled a staff for this particular journal yet? That was one of the reasons that I agreed to serve as editor-in-chief. I mentioned that I had contacted people in the field to see whether they felt that there was a, a need for another new journal because, as we all know, there's an abundance of journals 
all seeking good manuscripts. And I thought, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to want to do it right. And by right, I mean publish nothing but the highest quality manuscripts, and it's going to have to serve a real need. So I contacted colleagues in both the field of immunology and regenerative medicine, and there was a very enthusiastic support for the concept. The deputy editor of the journal, Paul Fairchild at Oxford, is a great example of a person who has a foot really in both fields of regenerative medicine and immunology. And so he's serving as a deputy editor, and there are an equal number of associate editors from the immunology field and in the regenerative medicine field. Perhaps the metric that would give you some idea of how much support there was, we had developed a list of 45 individuals, half from immunology, half from regenerative medicine, that we wanted to consider being on the uh, editorial board. Of the 45 people that we asked, 42 responded positively within three to four days. That's a remarkable rate of return, if you will, especially from people who are quite accomplished and very busy in their own right. So once we got that sort of response, we knew that we had done the right thing by launching this journal. This is a great team that you've assembled. So uh, the publisher is Elsevier. Have they been supportive of this new initiative? No, I couldn't ask for more support. Angela Welch is the individual with whom I work with the most, and they have been terrifically supportive in every way in sponsoring get-togethers at meetings both on the immunology side and the regenerative medicine side. And as you think about it, it's quite challenging because typically a journal's in one field, you know exactly what meetings to go to and so forth. They've got to cover both of these, and they have. There's also special features of the journal that they've helped us add that we don't normally see. One is what is called a virtual microscope. Typically, when you read a manuscript and you look at the figures, you assume that uh, you're looking at the best figures that came out of that study. They were cherry-picked, if you will. Well, with this journal, the reader has the opportunity to go in and actually examine the entire slide from which that image was taken to make their own judgment as to whether or not what's being said in the manuscript was really true. A second feature is basically a registrar, if you will. Every manuscript has got a methods and materials section where certain antibodies are used or certain reagents were used for certain assays uh, that were conducted. There'll be a cumulative register for every published manuscript. So, for example, if somebody's considering doing a study where they want to look at an anti-macrophage antibody in a rat or a mouse, uh, they could go to this register, find those manuscripts where that type of antibody was needed, and It'll have everything from the product number to the supplier of that, which would be a terrific resource for the community. This sounds like an incredible uh, undertaking, and I congratulate you and your colleagues for the work that you've done to get to this point. So when can we expect the first issue? Thank you, John, for the comment. But it's been a lot of work, but it's fun. And the first issue becomes online uh, today. We have seven manuscripts that have been published the one review and six primary research articles, and I'd encourage everyone to go uh, online and and see for yourself. Dr. Badalak, we're recording this today on April the 26th, 2018, and uh, maybe a few days before we get this online. I just want our listeners to realize when they hear this, the journal first issue will be available. We will post on our podcast website the URL to the journal, and you can follow up with that link if you want to learn more about the journal and the publications. 
Dr. Balak, I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing this exciting news. We congratulate you and your colleagues for the work you've done, and we wish you best wishes in terms of a successful endeavor with this new journal. Darrell, we meet again on this podcast. Thank our listeners for joining us, and we welcome your suggestions. You can reach us at mail at regenerativemedicinetoday.com. Thank you.